Chris Ballas has a little manger that says Jesus on the side. It's maize and blue that families can buy for their newborns. It's pretty cool. It's like $49.99, and Ballas gets a cut of like $19.99. He's standing by. How you doing, Chris? Hey, brother. I'm doing well, man. Thanks. Oh, my Lord. You know, and even watching Harbaugh yesterday, and he's handling it well. He doesn't seem concerned. This dishonesty or dishonesty clause that the NCAA is trying to invoke when Harbaugh says, he didn't say, I'm not answering the question. I don't remember. So if you're the NCAA, provide the proof then. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, and I, how do you pr- provide proof that somebody doesn't remember versus somebody's lying, you know? And it's like, uh, okay, maybe here's a receipt or something like that. But more than anything, it's like they're trying to make a point on something that just really isn't all that important when you talk about buying a burger for a kid. That a committed recruit, Bill, that comes in uh, unannounced and, you know, before he leaves on his way after driving 500 miles or whatever it is or 800 miles, you know what, you get the kid a hamburger and then uh, – Oh, my God. You know, that's worse than pay-for-play. It's worse than everything else. Uh, it's a load, and I think everybody realizes that. Even Paul Feinbaum and guys who don't really care for Harbaugh that much are saying the same thing, with the exception of maybe a few rival fan bases, and uh, it's a joke. So uh, it's one thing that didn't face Jim Harbaugh, though, yesterday when we were talking to him, he was so relaxed, Bill, and it was very clear that uh, he felt pretty good about the resolution. He couldn't wait to talk about it. He really wanted to talk about it. Uh, but couldn't. So uh, we'll see what happens after the fact. Maybe there'll be a clause in there that says he can't say anything about it if he settles for two games or whatever. But right now, they're trying to negotiate down from four. And the people that we talked to at the beginning of this said, you know, initially the NCAA was talking about a full season and then maybe down to six games. Uh. And they were kind of, yeah, it's a joke, Bill. It really is. And it's unbelievable that we're talking about this in uh, July, just before the start of camp. Now, and like I mentioned before, I came to you in my opening huge opinion, Chris, and Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Stoneberg Coffee guest line. This is something that, not they're complacent. I'm not saying Michigan isn't fired up for the season, but with the success everybody's had connected to Michigan football the last two years, it's not a wake-up call, not that cliche, but as Blake Coram said, I think, in one of the sound bites I saw on one of your pages, that they'll play for their coach if he's gone or no matter how long he's gone. And this is something that can really get the team's attention and galvanize a loaded roster. And it has. And they were galvanized anyway. I'll be honest. These guys won a national championship, and they feel like they really haven't accomplished a lot. And that's what's special about this group of Michigan players is that, hey, you know what, it's nice to beat Ohio State. It's nice to win the Big Ten two years in a row. We've done that. Our goal now is to do it again and win the national championship, which is why a lot of these guys came back. A lot of these guys could be playing for a lot of money in the pros right now, and they wanted to accomplish something special. So it was already there, but now uh, you can see how much they care about their coach, how much they want to play for him. Talking to Blake Corum yesterday, he said the same thing. He said, you know what, we've got his back. Uh, I can't imagine it's going to be four games, Bill. I just can't. Uh, But you really hope, because when we were talking to some of the people at Michigan, some of the higher-ups, they said – uh, when we broke the news about Burger Gate and it went viral, you know, they said we've got his back completely. And you know what? This is an absolute joke. So, but then the NCAA dug in with their attorneys. Michigan had to get their attorneys involved. So, uh, it's one of those things that they are not going to let though be a distraction. And you can tell that they haven't. They've come back in great shape. They've come back as a 
as a team, in better shape than they have the last two years, and they've got so much competition at so many positions that Jim Harbaugh said yesterday that they're probably going to go into the season having to decide who the starters are going to be at defensive end, on the offensive line, maybe a tackle, uh, a couple other positions, cornerback. So, uh, and they've got more than two or three starters at each position. So, certainly is a loaded roster. Did you say the NCAA you were hearing, were they were thinking about a year suspension for yeah. what I read that they allege Harbaugh and the assistants did? A year suspension? Yeah. When, when by the way, that same kid that Harbaugh allegedly bought the cheeseburger for, that kid could go to lunch with a booster and get a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's absurd. And of course, it was a couple of years ago when it, uh, during COVID. And, you know, it wasn't even initially a dead period. It was a dead period because of COVID. And these kids just decided because they had school off to drive up and surprise them. It's not like Michigan planned to have these kids on campus and said, Hey, you know, we're going to host you. It's dead period anyway, but we want you up here. You know, they were committed anyway. It's not like they were trying to get some advantage over the competition. These kids stopped in. Uh, anybody with a brain can understand that uh, how innocent this is, but. The NCAA, in its infinite wisdom, has to make an example out of somebody. And, you know, they pick on Michigan. You go back to Rich Rodriguez, who did a lot wrong here. But when, you know, they were extra practicing and the stretching. And you know what? Um, At that point, they understand that Michigan is one of those that's going to follow the rules and they're going to listen to them. There aren't very many schools that do that anymore, Bill. So they're losing their power. I think they feel if they pick on a school like Michigan about something like this, then it looks like they're trying to do something. When in reality, it remains the Wild West out there you got pay for play you got guys like porn and keon coleman at the last second going to different uh programs from michigan state like you said clearly for the money uh no i don't care what anybody says i think it's pretty obvious so just a joke bill that's all it is i'm reading from uh, ncaa.com web pages that the lead investigative team includes the following urban meyer maurice claret uh terrell (laughs) Pryor. And Jim Tressel, their findings, they stand behind them, and they hope there's a resolution soon. So, hey, I love the NCAA. Uh, they're, not, they're not biased at all, are they? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, what about Tennessee gets 200 violations, and yeah, it, it was on Pruitt, the previous coach, but you're, you're going to slap them on the wrist for 200 violations, and you're going to come after Harbaugh? You know why? Because money talks at Tennessee and the SEC, and I I don't get why Harbaugh is a target here outside of somebody inside the NCAA uh, has something for him, or he was set up, just like Rich Rod was, from somebody within. Yeah, and I don't think it was the latter. I think it's just uh, one of the – well, actually, I do. I knew it was a coach or a a former staffer who had the receipt or whatever – I don't think he's ever going to work again, to be honest with you. Who's going to want to hire a guy like that, um, you know, who keeps the receipt? You know, I don't think there was even – I think it was a, just a tip that he wrote on the receipt, somebody said. So, uh, just crazy. But, um, you know what, it is it is what it is. And uh, But when, when we talk to people, you know, from our, our Ohio State colleagues and people like that, they laugh about it too. And uh, even the SEC, they're like, you know, what, what's going on up there? And when I go on shows nationally – they all say the same thing. And when Paul Feinbaum is in his corner, that pretty much tells you all you need to know. He's had it out for Harbaugh for years. Even he agrees that this is absolute ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, meanwhile, kids in high school are negotiating multi-million dollar deals. But uh, we're going to go after Harbaugh and try and get a suspension and make them an example. With Which, again, with Michigan's poll on TV, it doesn't fit 
uh, the NCAA mantra. That's why somebody somewhere, uh, you know, there's something really nasty, I think, going on behind the scenes. I don't have any proof. It's just my opinion. By the way, throughout this process, uh, and, and you're down in Ann Arbor, and Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, is it just me or hearing nothing from Ward Manuel? Not talking about the case, but saying he has Harbaugh's back or the coach's back. Is it just me or have I missed that? Has it happened? Yeah, he can't. Uh, he came out with a statement saying that we're not allowed to comment on okay. the ongoing investigation. So, um, but like I wrote in my column today, you know, when Dave Brandon initially responded to it, uh, to the whole stretch gate thing when he was athletic director 10 years ago, he did a lot of things wrong. But one thing I thought was he came out strongly in, in defense of Rich Rodriguez, and I thought that was, uh, was a good move. I don't think we would expect to hear from Ward Manuel. The last, you know, he wasn't the one that we spoke to in the athletic department when we, they said that he, they had Harbaugh's back, but you would hope, you would hope that behind the scenes, they are strenuously objecting to this and saying, hey, we're going to do everything we can for you, Jim. And we even asked about his contract yesterday, and he said, you know, that's what the lawyers right now, but the last thing you want to do is kick this guy off. You need to appease your coach that has gotten you to back-to-back Big Ten titles, to back-to-back playoffs, and is a strong favorite here to win the, the Big Ten for the third year in a row. How many times has Ward Manuel, over the course of this two years, with so many great things that's happened to Harbaugh and Michigan football, how many times have they stood together publicly or or Manuel talk about uh, the great job Harbaugh's done? Again, I may have missed something. I know you and your team are there at thewolverine.com. How many times have you seen or heard that? Yeah, you know, not a lot. And we've seen it a couple of times. John Bacon, I think uh, my colleague, has gone on record saying that, hey, there isn't a great relationship there, and we've heard the same thing. And I know that Jim came out months ago and said, no, we've got a good relationship, Ward and me, and everything's fine, and so on and so forth. But behind the scenes, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it were different. Uh, when you get your pay cut in half like he did after the 2020 season, which is frankly an asterisk season anyway, it's not going to sit well. And, and I know it didn't with him and talking to people close to him, and nor should it have probably in hindsight. Of course, nobody knew they were going to win back-to-back Big Ten championships and take this thing to another level, but that's exactly what he did. And he's proven himself now more than worthy of being the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten. I don't think there's any question about it. So we'll see where he is at the end of this. I know that it's going to be foiled when he eventually does sign that contract. It hasn't been signed yet, but he needs to be right up there, Bill, uh, with the highest-paid coaches in the Big Ten, especially when you look at what Mel Tucker's making at Michigan State. Chris Bowles from Wolverine.com. The football season is almost here. Uh, media days wrapped up yesterday. Michigan had uh, their time, Michigan State, the day before. I, I Again, another galvanizing moment, Mel Tucker uh, hyping the night game in Michigan, Michigan State. I, I love it. Yeah, you're Michigan. You're loaded. Uh, you want to keep these guys hungry and focused. Uh, I thought this past week was so big for Michigan's offseason. Yeah, it really was. And uh, the best news is that everybody's healthy, though, Bill. I don't think they're really worried too much about uh, you know when they play or where. They're just excited to play it. Uh, it was interesting that I asked, I asked Jim Harbaugh if he'd heard from Mel Tucker since the incident in the tunnel, and he said a short no. I think he was probably expecting to, maybe expecting an apology or something like that. That hasn't happened. So, um, you know what, that's just another thing that's going to get him riled up here. Uh, I can tell you, I can promise you, you know, you go back to when Michigan planted a stake in the, in the ground before a Michigan State game about 10 years ago, and Brady Hoke was apologizing for that. You know, if it were the other way around, I know for a fact that Michigan coaches would say, hey, 
There's no excuse for that. You know what? You're calling up there and saying we apologize, so on and so forth. Uh, the fact that it hasn't happened from Mel Tucker, I think, speaks volumes. And I think it speaks volumes to the Michigan guys as well. October 21st, the night game, 730. You had Valenti on the ticket in Detroit. Oh. Issue a warning that the Michigan fans shouldn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. Spartan Stadium. East Lansing's really scary. Oh, my God. I almost got ran over by a Range Rover. <laughs> well, it's not going to, I'll tell you what, it's not going to prevent Michigan fans from trying. Oh, come on, man. You know what? And here's yeah. something I'll say. They play night basketball games. The colleges party at night. They're, they're acting like, you know, this is the only time. Something's really weird. All these college kids are getting together and they're drinking heavily in the parking lot. <laughs> well, they're day drinking in the morning. I can promise you. No, that. no kids drink before noon. It's a rule. It's, it's part of the religion. Uh, colleges. You know what? 7.30 night games, so be it. With this TV money, there's going to be more night games in the future. That's going to that's gonna be a fact. The way you're going to live, yep. Ohio State Michigan isn't going to be at the end of the year. I know it's been touched on, uh, but right now they're staying put. But you have the potential for three straight games against each other. And I know the fans want that, but those coaches and players don't want that. You no way on God's green earth. I get, I get history, but you look at all these conferences breaking up, everything happening. USC, UCLA coming to the Big Ten. Uh, Tradition will change. Michigan, Ohio State will move to the middle of the year. I guarantee it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, You know what? At the same time, uh, the odds of that happening with all of the the, the staggered schedules and everything else, the odds of it them playing three times in a row are minuscule, even two times if we're being honest, because who's are they going to really clinch a, a week before they, they play the championship game and both know that they are in that game? I don't think that's ever really going to be the case. So even uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State coach who mentioned it, he said, no, I don't want it to happen. Do I think it needs to be discussed? Absolutely. But you know what? This whole landscape, two years, three years from now with NIL, could look entirely different than it is now. Maybe USC is dominating the Big Ten with Ohio State, you know, or, or something else. So you're going to have more Pac-10 teams coming in to the Big Ten as well. So uh, let's see how it plays out. It's like Jim Harbaugh said yesterday, we don't know anything that's failed yet in terms of NIL or anything else. So let's just give it a few years and see what happens. You can follow everything Michigan basketball, Michigan football, hockey, baseball, and more at thewolverine.com. Chris Ballas joining us, Anthony Broom. We'll check in later. Clayton Safey is on assignment right now at a bachelor party, so he could not make our broadcast. We will reschedule that interview at a later date. And also on August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, Ballas, Safey, and Doug Skeen will join me at the beautiful Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, for our fall football summit. We'll break down Michigan football, Michigan State, the Big Ten, Lions, and the NFL. That will be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, August 21st, 22nd, 23rd at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And by the way, Tullymore just named number 73 on the greatest 100 public golf courses in America and number 14 in the state of Michigan, both public and private golf courses Tullymore was ranked 14 in the state. Wow, congrats to Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. 
first class up there, Billy. I can't wait, brother. Yeah, and Skeen, Skeen, Skeen canceled today. He said he was on the boat. So all I'm picturing is Gilligan's Island out there in Bay City. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He loves that thing, man. I can't wait to see him. I know. All right, Chris. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Billy. Take care.